Hey, you're listening to Cut for Time, a podcast from Faith Church located on the north side of Indianapolis. My name is Claire Kingsley. Each week, I'll sit down with one of our preaching pastors to discuss their Sunday sermon. Cut for Time is a look behind the scenes of sermon preparation, and they'll share with us a few things that we didn't hear from the sermon on Sunday. Thanks for listening. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Claire. It's good to sit down with you, and um, we've actually been off cut for time for a few weeks with yeah. just with Easter, and then our guest um, guest preacher. And so um, here we are. We have started a new series called "Children of Light and Love," and um, you have put a lot of thought into like being an architect behind this series and including like just the vision of like the, the branding of the series as a whole. So um, before we jump into your sermon on Sunday, would you just give us a little bit of an overview of the series itself? Yeah, sure. Uh, so first John was probably written by, you know, the, the follower of Jesus, a disciple um, who wrote the gospel of John as well, similar language. Uh, and uh, so we believe that it was probably written towards the end of his life. And John is writing, obviously not to a specific church, uh, which is a little unique, but to a group of Christians who would receive this and share the letter around. And he also seems to have some concerns about, he doesn't really directly uh, address some, you know, kind of theological errors or concerns, but talks about reinforcing for people what they believed and holding on to that, particularly as God's children. And what's what's unique in some ways about this book is even the way John talks to these people he's writing to, and uh, even the language that he uses when he talks to them as children, it's it's not even the normal language in the New Testament of like sons or daughters, but little little children is the Greek word. It, it's like this term of affection. Uh, and and it just comes through the letter of uh, almost like a fatherly tenderness and care that's grounded in John's own experience of just God's overwhelming love and what it would mean that God would call us his children and how he wants to encourage us in that uh, to live out our identity and our experience of Jesus, that if we've really come to know him and to share in his life, we are children who reflect his love and walk mm. in his light and shine that to people around us. And it's just, it's, it's really interesting because he's dealing in the background with some theological issues and dangers of maybe error coming into the church in some ways, but you don't get the sense that this is like a heavy, you know, like a uh, super serious letter. It, it's, it's just like the appeal of, uh, almost like a wise grandfatherly type shepherd uh, talking to beloved children and mm -hmm. trying to encourage us and remind us of what we know and to live it out and hold fast to it and uh, encourage us in the forgiveness and the life and the light and uh, the hope and the, the life-changing power of Jesus. Um, yeah. So, uh, and I mentioned, I think on Sunday as well, we're not going to be going through this sequentially like we normally do, because that's not kind of how John writes the letter. He doesn't, you know, pick up a topic and then, you know, go on to topic two, three, four. He has like four or five main themes in this letter that he just kind of keeps circling back to. And, and he, sure. he'll look at it from a different angle. He'll bring it out and put it off to the side and then come back to it again. And 
Uh, so that's kind of what we're going to do. It's going to feel maybe a little like we're jumping through different chapters and passages of the book. Uh, but that's because we want to try and make sure we cover these big themes and explore them the way John does. And so in coming weeks, we're going to be looking at uh, as children of God's love who walk in his, what does it mean for us to, to be children of God? And uh, how does that work itself out in terms of loving one another the way God's loved us and walking in the truth and uh, recognizing some of the deception and dangers uh, in other philosophies and worldviews that uh, that call us back to walking in the light of God's truth. And yeah. Mm -hmm. Jeff, is this possibly one of your favorite, most favorite books of the Bible? Because <laughs> as you're talking about it, I would just hear, um, honestly, I'm like, this is what you would write if you could write, <laughs> if you wrote a book of the oh, Bible. Wow. I'm like, I don't know, just hearing you talk about the book as a whole from the point of view of like you know this loving grandfather or something the way that John talks also makes me I'm like this is kind of how Jeff would talk not that Blair, you're an old grandpa. Blair is now officially calling me old and uh <laughs> saying I look it's the gray in the no. beard that makes me look grandfather no I didn't say that it's the sentiment <laughs> and like just like what you what you wish you could communicate to people is what um, John is no. communicating I don't know mm. I'm just curious that's that's really kind of you. I know I had not thought of it that way. Uh, I mean, the only uh, the only way I could see that would be, uh, you know, maybe the accusation that Jeff's kind of losing it and he's repeating himself again. Like we just we heard him <laughs> talk about this a couple of chapters ago. And uh, yeah, so maybe like uh, bouncing back and forth between an idea and then something else comes up. And oh, yeah, there's something else I wanted to say about that topic I started with. But Well, that's not the point I was trying to make. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're yeah, maybe you're yeah, you're kind, clear. Um, I don't know. In, in one sense, I, every every book that I'm going through and, and reading at a time is my current favorite. Uh, yeah. I remember feeling the same way about first Peter when we did that a few years ago. Oh, there's just so much encouragement and wisdom and hope and, uh, and, and perspective in it. And, uh, yeah, so. Yeah. Okay. All right. So right now it is one of your favorites because we're, we're working yes. through it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. so you said we're learning these main big themes from the book of John and there are six, is that right? Yeah. Five or six. Five gonna or go six. Through. Yeah. Okay. Um, so was this past Sunday one of the, the first themes or is well, this more of like an overview? Yeah, it was it was kind of an overview with just sort of a high level view of kind of John's sort of assumption and starting point. Uh, and obviously, we just looked at those first four verses of chapter one, uh, where John's sort of reminding us that because of who Jesus is and what we know of him, we really have become children of God, which means that we we share in the life of Jesus. I mean, that's like the, the big picture that that kind of, I guess, covers it, overarches uh, a lot of this book is we we really are children of God, which is just, and I, and I think what comes through the book is John has never gotten over the amazement of that. And, and he doesn't want us to get over mm -hmm. the amazement of that, that it's just, I mean, like at the beginning of chapter three, see what kind of love the father has for us that we would be called children of God that's what we are. I mean, that's so, yeah. And, and John's highlighting that. And so, yeah, that was kind of a, a an overall theme from Sunday. Um, but in a sense, sort of the background, the foundation to the whole book. 
because sure. uh, he's he's writing to us as these beloved little children of God and and how he longs for us to know that and to live it out and to continue pursuing Jesus and walking with him knowing that we're children that God loves and delights in um, mm -hmm. and and yeah in the background to that there's some concerns about making sure we don't wander away or lose sight of that or or lose the you know the the sense of awe and gratitude at that because of maybe some other options or philosophies or ideas that that are coming to some of these followers of Jesus mm -hmm. yeah so this is um probably touching a really um just like a really tender spot Jeff because mm -hmm. this message there's a lot of connection between what you preached on on Sunday and what you're currently walking through which many of us were notified that your brother had passed away this week um and he was your best friend so that's what you said before about him when we've talked about him so um you've lost your best friend and yet you preached on the hope of sharing in the life of of god and so how does this connect um mm -hmm. how do these two things connect and where are you at yeah um i i think in fact yeah, thanks claire yeah um it, it is hard and yet it's uh i think it makes me think of the passage in second corinthians uh, in fact we we're just looking at that for maybe for brad's uh my brother's funeral service in second corinthians 5 where paul talks about you know we're hard pressed but not crushed uh you're mm. uh you know heavy heavy burdened but not destroyed uh always carrying around in our bodies the death of jesus so that we may experience the life of jesus and sorrowful yet always rejoicing and mm. uh I think that's that's just become so much more real. It's just a reality of what we've experienced. My brother's, you know, been struggling with pancreatic cancer uh, for months now, and especially in the last couple of weeks, it's really hard. And yet, mm -hmm. um, seeing him diminish uh, and become less and less the person that we remembered and loved and treasured it was really hard, and obviously, and yet. There was also still a a joy and a blessing to be able to walk through that with him and with his family and to love him and care for him and uh, to to hate what this cancer was doing to him and and to know that Jesus hates it too and has has overcome it and provides life and victory not just even on the other side of it but in the middle of it I, you know it's just. There were times towards the end where my brother didn't have the strength to even, you know, get up out of bed and, and mm -hmm. under his own strength and to be able to literally hold him up and carry him was a blessing to be able to walk through that with him uh, and to feel like if I could, in, not literally, but in some sense, repay all the love and the kindness and the goodness and the encouragement that he's given to me for so many years. I, I couldn't imagine anything better to be doing. Uh, mm -hmm. So it's just, it's that, and, and I don't know, you know, maybe, maybe everyone experiences that at some level, just as humans, but I think particularly for us as Christians to know the love of God shed abroad in our hearts, as the Apostle Paul writes, and to be able to pour that out out of out of the 
foundation out of the life that Jesus has poured into us to be strengthened and empowered uh, to to give life to others in that way. Um, it, it's a it's a beautiful thing. It's hard and and it's uh, you know of course it makes us long for the ultimate redemption. Uh, when there will be no more sorrow or sickness or suffering and we'll be healthy forever and the, the way we ought to be. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and yet there's still this, this life that we experience in Jesus in the middle of the pain and the loss and the longing um, that is, yeah, it, it's, it's just beautiful and it's profound. Wow. Jeff, thank you so much for just um, being willing to share that with all of us and be honest with what you're currently processing and where you guys are at. And it's just, it's a privilege for us to be able to also just um, help hold you up in prayer and yeah, encouragement. Yeah. Um, and I know so many people like have been just praying so boldly for you and for your family. And I know that will continue um, if you have like any specific prayers for our faith mm. family ways to be praying for you guys right now, would you share those with us? So maybe after this podcast is done, some when mm. some people on their own could just go about doing that. Oh, thanks. Um, yeah, I, I mean, the, the things that we would probably normally think of is to pray for strength and encouragement, um, even just clarity, you know, even just this week, how do I how do I capture my brother's life, you know, in a, in a funeral message in a service and uh, communicate what he would want to share. And uh, there's just so much to say uh, in the middle of also, you know, grieving myself and, uh, yeah. and pulling all that together, pray for Brad's family. Uh, he's just such a, uh, such a loving and devoted husband and father. Um and and he leaves behind a huge hole and for their church in Shelbyville, Zion, uh, evangelical. Um, they're really going to be grieving because Brad just was a wonderful, wonderful guy uh, with such a shepherding heart and such a huge impact in the community. Um, I think Brad's prayer would also be that not only people would find hope and salvation and life in Jesus, um, but that if his life could inspire others as well to look around and see the people in need and see opportunities wherever God has put us to be used by him. Um, that, that would be a prayer. Um, mm -hmm. we're, we're well cared for and we so appreciate everyone's expressions of care and support and prayer. And, uh, and yet I know there are other people, um, you know, who aren't, the pastor and maybe aren't as well known uh, around us that are maybe going through their own grief and loneliness. And so maybe the prayer, the encouragement would be to look around for people that are maybe also suffering or struggling or lonely, don't have someone to sit with them on Sunday and just reach out and ask and, uh, and, and be willing to step out, say something, help and be present. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you say that someone's presence is more important than like if they they're awkward or they're like, oh, I don't know how to navigate that situation with, you know, with somebody and just would you just say like, it doesn't matter, like you being there would be more important than you not, you know, than like a, um, abstaining because you're afraid of messing up or saying the wrong thing or not 
being um, exactly who they need you to be, but just like being Christ and serving and like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a tough one too, right? Because everyone has their own way of receiving love too. So, you know, I just always figure the best thing you can do is just ask. Like I I love hugs and I love giving hugs. And I also know that not everyone does. And so, you know, you just, you ask and Hey, would that, would that be meaningful or would that be awkward or, um, or, you know, are, are you okay by yourself or would you, would it be okay if I sat with you or to just ask, Hey, how are you doing? Or, yeah, I, I maybe I overthink it sometimes too about ah, oh, you know, I don't want to say the wrong thing, and I I think mostly people are understanding. If you say the wrong thing, you can always. I've gotten really good at apologizing for saying the wrong thing, so you know, take it from me. That's you know, you you can always walk it back. <laughs> usually, uh, so yeah, don't. I'd say don't worry too much about saying the wrong thing or doing the wrong thing. Just uh, ask and yeah just look for ways to the guy can use you and trust that people will understand and uh, and just appreciate the effort totally yeah and just um you know praying that god the life that god's given you that's like outpouring um into service and loving one another that that yeah. just is what comes through um sometimes my prayer is you know just that the person whoever i'm like caring for or whatever would just like they'd feel god's love through me and like remove me forget me you know it doesn't matter um i'm not important here so i might screw up and i probably do say the wrong thing all the time but that that won't be what's remembered um and so um yeah just thankful that god uses us to care for one another and the body of christ is a place that um is safe for us to to grieve as well as, you know, celebrate and rejoice, but, um, to also just be okay with being like just brokenhearted and sad and the body of Christ can share in that and mourn together, um, in a way that I don't think other communities can really do. Yeah. 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 That's good. Claire. Yeah. Jeff, we appreciate you recording this podcast, um, with us and, when I know you've got so much on your, on your heart and on your mind. And I'll probably also, you're physically exhausted just from the burden of the past few weeks. And so we appreciate your time. And um, I just encourage people listening to just go ahead and be prompted to pray for Jeff, for the Schultz family, um, for Brad's family and his, his wife and his two, their two kids and their church um, as you finish out this podcast. Thanks. Thank you all. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Cut for Time. If you wish to submit questions to our pastors following their sermon, you can email them to podcast at faithliveitout.org or text them into our Faith Church texting number, and we'll do our best to cover it in the week's episode. If this conversation blessed you in any way, we encourage you to share it with others. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week.